Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nitty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Manchester Odyssey. I have in my hand the 29th of January 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers. It promises so many delights within its paper pages. Um, Sign, please, is going to be Leeds United's Eddie Gray. Uh, Leeds United's Eddie Gray was, I believe, the manager of Leeds at that point. He'd been a player. Um, I'll show you it, Sam. I didn't send you the picture of it, but there's Eddie Gray. It's a double page, centre spread. And there's Eddie Gray. Giving the big thumbs up in front Amazing. of the squad. It's great, that, Fucking isn't it? hell, he's a handsome guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. See, I don't Bags remember him back then. I, I remember him when he became like, he, he was one of these guys who kept being interim Leeds manager he when did, Leeds went right, through yeah. a phase of sacking loads of managers. They'd bring Eddie Gray in, yeah. And Eddie Gray coming in, by then he was quite an old man. And so to yeah. me, Eddie Gray's an old man. You're showing me there, he, he looks wonderful. Vibrant. He was there, Tony Parks. Blackburn always just bring Tony Parks in, didn't they, for a little bit whenever yeah. they got rid of a manager. And then they give him the job, didn't they, eventually? And it was a nightmare. Yeah, like Arsenal had uh, Stuart Houston. Yes, that's right. Yeah. There were certain clubs that just had, I mean, Spurs <clears throat> always had, um, ah, oh, fuck, what was his name? Well, the Peter Shreve used to do it quite a lot for oh, Spurs. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was Peter Shreve. Doug yeah. Livermore, Doug Livermore. Doug Livermore. You'd always Some be reading like teletext and it would say, Doug Livermore will take charge of the side this weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just sits in the house waiting for someone to get sacked. Sunderland had Kevin Ball do it a couple of times. He's kind of our go-to. West Ham had Sir Trevor um, Brookin. Sir Trevor Brookin stepped yeah. in. He was happy. Yeah, he was happy to do it. I mean, you know. Give it a whirl. I'll give it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, as everyone knows for my sins, I am a, a big West Ham fan, as well as someone who <laughs> was lucky enough to uh, play for, for the club sins. for many years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was Leeds in '83. I think they were in the second division by then. Um, pretty much on the slide. But there you go. It's quite go. a good, interesting That's subject, that. that. Um, but not for Top Light Time Machine because it's a bit too mainstream. But what the football classic, caretaker managers? Classic caretaker managers. Yeah, don't don't send any in. When no, don't it. send any in. We'll just cover it here. But for me, the classic is Stuart Houston. Mm. I mean, fuck um, knows where he is now. Maybe he's dead. I don't know. I haven't heard of him in years. But didn't Brian, and who was the other one? The the Irishman who was always Pat Rice. Did Pat Rice ever do it? I can't remember. I'm not sure. I think Houston had it sewn up. 
But I think Brian Kidd did it at Man City a couple of times as well, maybe. Yeah. There we are. That's that then. Um, I, and then I enjoyed that. Snap. I, just for the record, yeah. I enjoyed you that enjoy bit that? of today's podcast. Good. Yeah. Strong opening, do you think? Yeah, well, yeah. it's not our usual style, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed having that chat yeah, with you. It was a nice diversion. Mm. Okay. Um, and then Super Snap, apparently, is West Ham versus West Brom. I feel as though I should show you that. Excuse me. Because you're a fan of West Ham, so there it is. So that is Big Cyril Regis versus Billy Bonds. What a clash, mate. What yeah. a clash it, it, that it's, is. It's an aerial clash, isn't it? That's like two massive pieces of granite being chucked together. Bang together, yeah. I mean, who would have... Fucking hell. I wouldn't want to get caught between those two. I wouldn't want to ever be the filling in a Cyril Regis Billy Bond sandwich. <sighs> no way. <laughs> and the, every sinew of both players is strained to the max. Well, they're 110% lads, both of them, aren't they? Yeah. I tell you what, mate, there's an elephant in the room here, but I'm just going to come out and say it. Let's be honest, it's homoerotic, that image. Yeah, it is. We're Look both at them. It. There is not an ounce of We're fat on them. It. They're both pure muscle. Yeah. They're like, I don't know, they're like old-time warriors in a way, if you look at the expressions on their faces. I guess so, yeah. And there's something about that that can, mm. it can make you hot, make you feel hot under the collar. A little warm. Hot in your the, loins. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably, probably move on to something else, yeah, I think. Yeah, best. We'll move on to... Um, uh, an overweight cartoon hospital worker footballer instead, Kevin Mouse, who's on the front cover. Um, yeah. I thought I'd mention it. It's not Melchester, but it's a fantastic cover. I think you've got a copy of it in front of you there, the email that I sent you. And it's I, Kevin didn't get, Mouse I didn't get your email, mate. Is it yeah, an old it. email? Oh, you know what? I had sent it, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I had edited the pictures that I had sent them. Um, shall we just take a little brief pause while I send you the... Okay. The pictures. Yeah. Don't need to stop or anything. We'll just um... send me the pictures. I'm just sending Sam his Would pictures. Would you like the pictures? Would you like <laughs> to see the pictures, Sam? I've got the pictures here. Sam, do you like pictures? <laughs> I've got the pictures to send you. Do you like looking at pictures, Sam? Oh. Yes, I do. What else? Football men. Pictures. Do you like They're looking at cartoons. pictures of men playing football? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> They're so funny. Oh, you know what? I've just said. I've just said it to myself like a cunt. Oh, fucking hell! Well, this is Delaney type logistics. Fucking hell! <laughs> now I've said to you. <clears throat> I'll just keep this in the episode. It's fucking all content, isn't it? Um. Just a little update from uh, next door while you're waiting for those pictures to come through. Uh, it's a, a little post from someone called Rats Up Lakeside. Uh, is anyone from Health and Safety within Sunderland Council looking at the rat infestation around the two lakes up at Silksworth and the Lakeside Tower buildings? Uh, I'm not sure if they are. I don't know personally. Um, just whereas just walked around the big lake today and the footpath behind, behind Lakeside Club is overrun with rats. They literally run across your path. Oh, Why can't no. the water's edge reeds be cut back as they seem to live in there and get some traps out down? Surely this cannot be safe for children who are up there. We spoke to a friend who lives in one of the lakeside towers and they have said they have had rats in their homes all levels of the building. They are travelling through holes in the interior walls where pipes pass through. Surely if the bottom level of each building is made watertight for holes, then the rats cannot get in at all. 
you would think that. Uh, I hope that does get sorted because rats are uh, rats are bad. There's no other way of putting well, it. Rats are bad. They are, I suppose, but a lot of it is oh, just come on now. unfortunate you mean branding. I don't want a rat. Look, I don't. No one wants a rat in their house. Okay, um, you know, UB40. The the success they Famously. had with their song about it speaks volumes mm-hmm. about society's attitudes towards rats in, in a domestic situation. Yeah, but yeah. rats just going about their business, ratting about in the street mm-hmm. or wherever it is they've got to do their ratting. In a way, it's like yeah, they're just rats. They're like, look, fucking hell. We're, you know, just because we're a bit bigger than mice and our tails are all long and pink, what's everyone got the fucking problem with us for? We're not dangerous. We're not going to attack anyone. Unless you corner us, of course. Never corner well, a agree. rat. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Well, I just well, don't corner um, them. But no, I think most species would get a bit fucking a bit punchy if you corner them. Oh, I, I don't like being cornered either. But are they not, are they not transmitting germs everywhere, the rats? I thought that was their... That was the whole negative about them. Germs. Well, lots of animals have got germs. I mean, rat's Shitting piss everywhere. is something you shouldn't go near, that's for sure, because that gives you vials disease, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, and you're pro then, rat, is that what you're saying? But then again, I wouldn't want to fucking lick fox's piss or even dog or cat's piss either. I'm, you know, no animal. I guess that's the reason. Just don't be fucking having any animal if you urine. Had to, if you had to, would you lick rat's piss... Dog's piss, fox piss, or cat piss. What's this? A Japanese game show? I think so. Is that called, what this is about? It's called is piss that what piss. Game's all about. Yeah. Hello, welcome to piss piss. You choose yeah. the piss. You lick the piss, then you win big prize. Win Twenty quid. Um, <laughs> which would you, I which would, would you lick? lick out of those pisses? I would lick what we got: dog, cat, fox, and rat. Yeah. I would lick the cat's piss. I knew you'd say that. Yeah. I knew you'd well, say I'm that. a cat fan, aren't I? Cats yeah. are, are clean animals, and although mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it, but I wouldn't lick a human's piss either. I no, mean... Well, some humans drink their own piss, don't they? They bottle if, it and then if drink Sarah, it. You know, if someone like, what are we talking, your Sarah Greens or your Susanna Hoffs of this world wanted yeah. to engage in a touch of water sports, yeah, I would be very reluctant. But if they made it a deal breaker. Listen, you can do what you're into, but first, yeah. I need to piss in your mouth because that's how I get my kicks. You'd probably, yeah, think, all right, fuck it. I, I I wouldn't think twice about them pissing on my chest and then if some of it splashed into my mouth, I'd be all right with that. You'd be like, so be it. But <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it directly in my mouth though. Well, even if, if it was, it a was deal Sarah breaker. Green and she if, said, this is the deal. Sarah Green. Andy, Andy. It was a sexual my, deal breaker. My deal is very simple, Andy. No, 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 shush, shush, Andy. Don't take your shoes off just yet. I want to lay out the terms of my sex deal with you. And it's very, very simple. You can think of me, do whatever it is you've got in mind, whatever has been in your dreams all these years. And I know lads like you of your generation, all of you have been dreaming about me for years. I know that. Right? So don't bore me with it. I know. I take it for granted. If I see any man between... 40 and 55 that you've all been imagining things about me for years my, so my proposition some, is simple because let's face it all sex is transactional it's, some transactional, level, it's it? very simple and if we all saw it that way Andy life would be so much simpler so what I'm saying to you is my son you lie down there open <laughs> your man. big mac and gob 
right? And let me squat down and piss directly into it. You now, you may think that is unpleasant. That's that's probably your culturally conditioned to think that. But whatever. Let's not get into that. The point is that's what I want to do, and then in return, you get to do an act upon me, and that is how it works. Very simple. No pissy, no deal. What do you say? And I'm I'm prepared to let you do any act you want on me, right? Not not you know. Not in me, necessarily. Not not in me. Yeah, not in me. On me. Okay? (laughs) On my body. On my skin. Because let's face it, as I said earlier, thousands of you have used me as fuel for your masturbation. Fodder. When you were younger. Fodder. You've used me like uh, a piece of meat, let's say. Yeah. So uh, I will will let you do anything on me, but I will need to piss in your mouth first. I don't... You can lie in the bath if you want, if you're not worried about some of it going on the carpet. I'm all right with that. We'll do it in the bath. I'll stand over you. But uh, as I said, it's transactional. And without that, there's not going to be no... This sexual act will commence no further. And if it, if it is a hygiene issue, then all I would say is there's a lot of misconceptions about human urine. Um, in actual fact, it's, if anything, it's a particularly clean fluid. In fact, I use it as a household cleaning product around the house. It's amazing. I mean, for lime scale and mildew... That nothing will beat it. I keep it in a like a spray, you know, one of them things, your bottles you spray your plants with. I keep it in one of them. It's a little known fact, but pH wise, it's a lot like apple cider vinegar, which mm. the experts say is really good for cleaning stuff. So a lot of people you know, like same to thing, drink really. that. Drink a shot of you that a day. You won't go and buy it. You don't even know to go and buy it. It's just self-producing. Better for the planet. You know, you, you no, go out, down. you spend all your money on the fucking yakult or the turmeric, right? Because you've read in a fucking magazine that that'll make you live forever. And you've got piss walking around here for free. No, come on. Lie down. Let's get it over with. Come on, Andy. It's Good. not like I'm Good a rat. <laughs> I'm a human woman. <laughs> a beautiful human woman. A widow. <laughs> Um, oh, sorry, yeah, Sarah. Really if she had, imagine how embarrassed and ashamed we'd be if she ever heard that. Yeah, oh, she that never might. will. But she might. Let's old Peter Duncan's listening and gives her a call. Here, you heard what no couple of pricks on that podcast have been saying. Here, go. I clipped it out for you. We have to subscribe though. It's on Patreon. Well, that's it's it's the platinum minimum. It's about six quid a month. Uh, now, you come round mine. Camera on mine, I'll play it there. You can I'll use play it my, my subscription. Want. I act it. I don't actually pay up. I've worked out a way that you can work around it. <laughs> um, yeah. Some people do love to uh, send abuse that you might not have seen. So I've probably talked about this, but like a really good example is if ever I used to write a column in The Guardian, the comments underneath would be really cruel and mean. Not all of them, but, you know, some of them. And it was really hard because every time you wrote something, you knew that was what was coming. I don't know if it's still like that, but in those days, fucking hell, you really felt exposed. and You'd be quite nervous. And so what I would do is, after a couple of bad experiences of reading, like, hurtful things, I I would send the copy, know it was published, but that day I would would pick up a copy of the newspaper, Mm -hmm. right? But I would never read it online because I thought it's not worth it. It gets to me too much. I'd love to be thick-skinned and be able to rise above stuff like that but sometimes 
it can get to you. You know, I'm not mm. I'm not too proud to admit that sometimes abuse you're like fucking hell, it's exhausting, you know. Um but I had some mates, there was a couple in particular who'd revel in telling me it and they'd go, ha, ha, ha. Mm. you heard what they've been saying? Nah, just ignore the comments, mate. You always get dickheads, everyone gets it. Oh, unbelievable. Look at this. Screenshot of a comment sent to me. Mm. And he'd be like, oh, right. Yeah, thanks. But like I say, I'm trying to avoid it. I mean, it's thanks unbelievable. It's all bullshit. They're all fucking idiots. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm avoiding it. Yeah, here's another one. So you're sending me, you're seeking out abuse of a mate and sending it over to that mate. To what ends? That, sorry that I've got into it here, mate, but it was just thinking about Peter Duncan sending Sarah Green clips of this. Like, why do it, Duncan? Audio why? Clip. She doesn't need to know. It's just a joke. About, about, about her pissing into my mouth. Yeah. Come on, Duncan. Said, does it? Wind your fucking neck in. Yeah, you busy cunt. Busy cunt. Get fucking... Get sat down and try coming up with some fucking kids' TV shows. Get back on the screen instead of sitting there causing trouble. Bit yeah, fucking interfering in our lives and Sarah's life. She's been through enough, yeah, mate. She doesn't need it, exactly. Jalapeño. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Jalapeño. So we have a look at um, Roy the Rovers. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's Kevin Mighty Mouse and the ball has bounced off his face. Uh, it's bounced off the post, then off his face, and then in the back of the net. It says, smack in the face! But Mighty Mouse has scored from a rebound off the post to put St. Victor's 1-0 up. There are more crazy incidents from their match over Leaf. Now, St. Victor's is a hospital, isn't it? But there's a massive crowd there. Why is there a fucking hospital team at the top of the... Oh, no, he plays for St. Victor's and is a part-time player for First Division Tottenford Rovers. Mm-hmm. But he's playing for the hospital team there and there's thousands of people. I don't understand. I'm not going to get into it. I don't care. It's a good picture. It's only Mike Mass. We're not doing a deep dive into him. And weirdly, I saw this picture posted yesterday by Pete Perfides, the writer. Right. Who said he was about to um, return to five-a-side football for the first time in a a long time. And he expected this would be his maximum And and it was this exact image. That's a bit cosmos. And he posted that one. Yeah. And then I've just got to pull that out. I've just got to pull it out of the box and it's the same one. There we are. Um, Pete's book, by the way, um, Broken Greek, which is about his childhood and his love of music, is fantastic. Yeah, I've got that. I haven't finished it yet. Right, okay. So that's the front cover. Inwards to the Roy of the Rovers story. Um, We're on the training ground at Melchester. They're in their blue track suits and their red track suits. Um, And it says, Melchester Rovers were fortunate to escape defeat by Tancaster when their league game was abandoned during a heavy snowfall. Now, everyone at the club expected fit again Charlie Carter to replace veteran keeper Tubby Morton, who'd been brought back into the side by Roy at the Melchester training ground. And there we see um, Blackie Gray hitting a shot in training, which Charlie Carter, the cat, has dived and saved with one hand. 
and Charles, uh, Blackie says, What a save! The Melchester cat back to his best! And then, um, is that is that in the background? We always say it's Jimmy Slade when we've done it. I think it's Jimmy Slade. Probably Jimmy Slade. It says, Even if Tubby hadn't played badly at Tynecaster, Roy's got to put Charlie back in goal. But of course, we know, don't we? Because at the end of the last one, yeah. uh, Roy had announced to... Um, Sam Barlow, the chairman, that he wasn't going to put Charlie back in the team. Uh, and it says, no one was a greater admirer of Tubby Morton than Charlie. And Charlie Carter, who, of course, as we know, is a Native American, uh, said, actually, I feel um heap guilty about replacing old Tubby. He really did well for us until he finally ran out of steam. <clears throat> Blackie says, I'll be the first person to wish you good luck, Charlie. You'll see. Blackie Gray, the heart and soul of this squad, isn't he? I like um, to keep the players' pechers up, Roy. Sometimes <laughs> they all go through tough times. I like to show them that there's someone there who understands them. I like to put an arm around their shoulder, but I also like to entertain them, maybe with some <laughs> ventriloquism. Sometimes I do magic for him, Roy. I've got a fake thumb. You've seen me fake thumb, haven't you, Roy? <laughs> yeah, I fucking have. <laughs> I'm a dressing room practicer. I've got a spoon, right, that's got all the cut in the bottom, and I put it in a sugar bowl, and then when they try to put sugar in the tea, all the sugar goes down the hole, and they haven't got any sugar for their tea. <laughs> I've got a whole character that I do for them. I call myself the Great Mysterio. And I put on a fucking turban. <laughs> and I do a special voice like I'm from Egypt and that. <laughs> and I try and make it look like I'm floating around, around a big blanket up in front of me. They love it I, to bits. I can charm a snake out of the, the linen basket that we put the dirty kids in. Put the snakes on a piece of wire you can hardly see. It's brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> For the kiddies at Christmas, I'm going to be the great Mysterio. And I'm speaking to the people at Melchester Zoo to see if they'll lend us out one of their tigers. <laughs> Do you think they'll let us try? Not after last time. Remember when we got that fucking tiger out for that party we laid on for the lads at Paco's Garage? Got very fucking messy. Pra- <laughs> I've been practising sword me misses and half, but it's not working out. We were doing it, and then it just, I got so far in, and I actually did start sawing her. In her sight, and it was bleeding. So we had stuff. She said, she's a blacker, you sawed me, you dickhead. Oh, sorry. I thought it was a magic sword, but it weren't. <laughs> so, uh, then they go over to the, uh, the, the fucking team board uh, on the notice board. Charlie Carter from the side looks completely different to Charlie Carter from the front. You know who it reminds me of? Our old mate and erstwhile colleague, Paul Hawksby. A bit, yeah. Like, in these, not usually, and not his hair, but his facial features in both these, like, sort of panels. Looks a little bit bit like Paul. He does look different, as though they've got a new actor in to play him. Well, that's just, it's just drawn, though, isn't it? So it can't be an actor. So uh, Charlie says, hey, look. Roy's put up um team sheet for um home game against Walford. Uh, Jimmy Slid said, should make good reading for you, Cat. Well, does it really? And there's the team sheet, and it's got Tubby Morton 
in goal. No, it doesn't, because I'm still not playing. Tubby's still in goal, he says. What? says everybody. That does it. I've got to sort this out with Roy right now. Fucking hell, calm down, mate. And Roy is in the uh, chairman's office there with Sam Barlow. Charlie Carter um, storms in. Oh, the door. The door says Roy Race. It just says Roy Race manager. Now, Sam Barlow is sitting in Roy's seat and Roy is sitting on the desk. But it's Roy's office. Fucking hell. Is that some kind what of room? What the fuck is going on here? What are you doing in here? What, are you, what the fuck is this? Right, look, I'll give you 60 quid if I can sit in your chair for 10 minutes. Just <laughs> it's 10 important minutes maximum. that the lads see that I've got that air of authority about me. Fucking hell. Make it All right, I'll tell you what, make it 100 <laughs> and three minutes. But I will make sure, I, that's the deal, take it or leave it, I will make sure that during those three minutes, Charlie Carter storms in here and clocks you. How about that? <laughs> yeah, okay. Right, Fine. hang on, All I'm right. going to put the team sheet up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You, you, and, it, and it's cash up front as well. None of this I'll pay you next Wednesday, bollocks. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got the money. <laughs> I brought it with me because I knew you'd be after some. Right, is it okay if I take my trousers off? Of course it is. Of course it is, Sam. That's fine. I never sit at a desk with trousers on. Waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see. So uh, Charlie Carter bursts in. Roy, I've just seen um team sheet and... I said, sorry, Charlie, I can't see you now. I'm talking to the chairman. He's in my chair, look. As you can <laughs> he's see, in he's in my chair. chair. It's not a big deal. It's very important. <laughs> he's an important Come... man. I thought I'd give him a go. <laughs> Come back in about 20 minutes, will you? And he says, after the fuming player had gone, Sam Barlow says, he's probably going to ask for a transfer, Roy, and I don't blame <laughs> him. How on earth can you persist with Tubby after... Roy has his arms folded and looks stern and says, after his terrible display against Tynecaster, over the page, um, Roy's floating head, straight down the barrel of the camera, if you like, mm. that, addressing us directly. With respect, Sam, you didn't even see the game. Thanks to the weather, I doubt if even the fans had a clear view of it, but I did. <laughs> and I'm the boss, and no matter what decisions I make, no matter how perverted they might seem, they are the final decisions and will not be challenged. But he says, so why don't you look in on Midland Television's sports view tonight? They've challenged me to discuss the controversy over Tubby and I've accepted. <laughs> For a small fee, obviously. So uh, Sam Barlow is, is up, he's leaving. We can't see if he's wearing trousers or not. And he says, oh, all right, but I doubt if it will satisfy Charlie Carter. And then we go over to uh, the studios of Midland Television Sports View. And uh, it's that fucking presenter who's always there. The one with the, the wavy hair and the moustache. Um, yeah. Right, is there any truth in the rumour that Charlie Carter has asked for a transfer? Uh, says, <laughs> That's my business, Brian. It's my fucking this business. <laughs> End Next <of> question. <laughs> Takes his microphone off. Storms <laughs> off. I'm going to I do a fucking a Barry Gibby if you're not careful. <laughs> Remember that on Clive <laughs> Anderson? No, I suppose it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Forget what I said. That's that's my business, Brian. I thought this chat was about my decision to keep Tommy Morton in goal, even though I've now got an adequate reserve of first-class keepers. Brian says, uh, yes, of course. Well, uh, let's take a look at a few incidents from the game, shall we? By all means. 
There's a little Fuck it, all right. TV. <laughs> Why not? Do I'm what not you want. Out, it was snowing. Do what you want. You're the one fucking paying me to be here. You can call and, uh, the shots. You can ask silly questions. Doesn't you like. mean you're going to get sensible answers. You can put the all new Pink Panther show on for all I care. I'll fucking sit and watch anything, mate. <laughs> the Rinky Dink Panther. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit at the start where he's in the racing car with a little kid. Brilliant. Yeah, it's fucking good, that. He pulls up outside that fucking fancy hotel as well, doesn't he? Fucking gets in there. He don't give a fuck. He's a man who knows how yeah. to live. He's like, well, I'll say, man. Living out loud, isn't he? You know. <laughs> he'll do a deep dive into the intro of the Pink Panther. He'll, he'll do for me, put it this way. <laughs> it's, uh, Brian says, according to reports, Tubby looked a little bit shaky right from the start. Roy says, wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> he was being barracked by the Tynecaster fans. So, uh, and he wasn't at fault with Tynecaster's goal. It would have beaten almost any caper in the world. Okay, uh, and then moving on, we see some more of the footage of Roy with the ball uh, in the blizzard. Uh, and look at the conditions, says Roy. Most of the game was played in a blizzard. The pitch was treacherous. You can't. Um, I might see you fucking running around on a pitch like that. Look at the state of you. <laughs> and I still maintain that no goalkeeper could have coped with the conditions more expertly than Tubby, which I intend to prove. Oh, Scientifically, if necessary. Roy's lost it. He's fucking flipped. Yeah, he's gone fucking mad. But we're seeing this watched uh, on TV by a lone figure in a white shirt. It looks like an expensive shirt. There's a nice, um, what do you call it? A fucking... Cufflink? Cufflink. It's a quality shirt. This is not an off-the-peg at M&S. This is like... It's not some prick. He get... He's gone into town and had a tailor make this to yeah. his own measurements. There's three reasons we can say this is someone a bit special. First of all, he's got the uh, the fancy shirt. He's got a ball of fruit on top of his television. I mean, fucking you know, hell. You know, fruit on your telly, isn't it? This is high class. And uh, and he's also got a very, very uh, elaborate telephone. with a He's got an ornate and, phone, hasn't he? Ornate is the word, yeah. It looks like it's made of gold. I think it's, the, the receiver is gold, but the handle is uh, ivory. It's the, yeah. And uh, and the lone viewer says, "Hmm." <laughs> the next, <laughs> mm. the final panel of this week's story says the lone viewer dialed a telephone number, and uh, dot dot dot. He's on the phone to someone, and he says, "Race is obviously at loggerheads with everyone at the club over this Morton thing, George. I don't think there'll be a better time to entice him away from Melchester Rovers." And he's watching Roy's apoplectic face. Look at Roy. You're a con. He's, You're a con. He's a con. He's a, that cunt behind the camera's a cunt, yeah? And everyone else on this channel, and, let me add, no, let me finish, everyone watching, what camera on? Camera two, let me say it. Everyone watching this is a cunt as well. There, I've said it. I'm Roy Race, kiss my fucking Good ass. Good night. Right, where's my taxi? <laughs> I think that went really well, Penny. What did you think? Did you see it? Oh, I think I came across good. Did you record it on the Betamax? We'll watch it back. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be complaining about Tubby Morton playing in goal on Saturday now. Yeah. I made uh, that so position is, quite that's... clear. <laughs> and that's the end of it. And it says, next week, mounting pressure and speculation regarding Roy's future. So this uh, is how it ties so... in with the strip that we discussed last week on... I can't remember. Is it The Hard Man? Where... No, this is different. This is different. 
This is a so different that, job that, offer he's had. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say too much because I know what happens. But wow. He's been, uh, an offer comes in from another club. Yeah, but, um, but we, we've seen in another strip he was offered a job as well, wasn't he? Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. That was Danfield United. Fucking hell, he's getting offered team. a lot of jobs from elsewhere. Cards and letters from people he didn't even know. Offers yeah. coming over the phone. He's the rhinestone cowboy. He's like Sven Goran Eriksson in the noughties. Every cunt wanted yeah. to hire him despite the fact that he was like yeah. a useless manager. He fucking couldn't it's believe just... it, could he? Sven. I think <laughs> Sven, when we do at Christmas, we're thinking of doing a Humans of Honour top 50, aren't we? Hmm. Greatest people ever. I tell you what, I don't want to speculate too early, but... Fuck you now. When you think about the Just Stand Rest lifestyle, a piss taker's yeah. a, 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 a approach to life, Sven's yeah. got to be right up there with him, hasn't he? He's got to be right up there. You're right. Um, so that's it. Uh, we'll find out what happens next time. Mark's at a 10 for that. Um, I'm giving that a 9. Not much yeah. happened, but it was exciting. 9. 9. Yeah, just for the fruit on the telly. Yeah. So um, nine and a half, let's call it. So thanks for that. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, apologies to Sarah Green. Uh, Peter Duncan, if you're listening, um, well, yeah, we're very sorry. No, I'm not apologising to Peter Duncan. Are you not? Apo- no, not just to Sarah Green. Sarah Green, right? Peter Duncan should have kept his beak out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, thanks, bye. Let's get into- This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 